Data Mesh Radio is provided as a free community resource by Data Mesh Understanding. It is produced and hosted by me, Scott Herleman. I created Data Mesh Radio to be a resource for Data Mesh practitioners the world over. This is a weekly summary episode where I share a bit about the upcoming week's episodes and give you an extended summary for any interviews or panels that will be released during that week. It's designed to help you decide what episodes you might want to spend the full time to listen to, as interview episodes and panels are typically more than one hour long. In general, if you were running up against any challenges with Data Mesh, I'm here to help. I started a company around doing just that, Data Mesh Understanding. So get in touch if I can be of help. Check out our free community programs and things like that as well. Weekly episode summaries and programming notes for the week of December 31st, 2023. The last one of the year. Uh, Over the last month, I've been working on my mini book, which is provisionally titled Your Three Hidden Data Demons, and then some stuff that's going to come after a colon about that, about what that actually means. It's about my view that there are three things that people don't realize that is really holding people back in just about every organization's data work. First, Data-driven means the data is driving, and that is more data-dragged, and that's just not true, right? Second is that data is only about strategic decisions and not execution decisions. Again, not true. And then third, there's this big gap where data producers are often expecting to deliver data, and data consumers often want the insight and the so what, like what should I actually do about this information that you're putting in front of me? So data just kind of gets thrown over the wall and and people don't end up acting on it. I'm still deciding how to publish either through a vendor as, you know, kind of one of those downloads and give us your your contact info or just throw it up on Amazon or something. So let me know your thoughts. And as well, I could use a few reviewers. It is looking like it'll be about 100 pages or fewer. So it's not a super long read if you want to review from that standpoint. With that, what's on tap for this week? Um, Number 282 on Monday is going to be not sweating the small stuff in data mesh, an interview with Mandeep Carr. So Mandeep said, when it comes to data mesh and most of your decisions around it, quote, one, don't overthink it, two, bring value out as soon as possible, and three, evolution before completion. The episode is a great example of how to approach your implementation and get comfortable with your decisions, especially setting yourself up to evolve those decisions instead of constantly trying to get everything perfect on the first go. You know, this can help you prevent some of your overthinking and get you moving forward and going forward with more confidence. On Friday, we have episode 283, Selling Data Mesh to Your C-Suite and Board, Mesh Musings number 58. So I'm giving you my board pitch on Data Mesh, as in something I would actually consider saying to a board. You know, including a super silly analogy, I take far, you know, too far more than once. I think you'll enjoy that part. And you can probably guess how many times I use the phrase data match in my actual pitch to the board folks. A few takeaways from it. Talk to the business strategy importance. Data is there to make things better for the business. What could being better informed mean for your organization, for your execs? 
when people ask about the strategy, that is when you can ask, you can start to talk about data mesh. When people actually ask, okay, you're telling us that this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to kind of approach it. What is this? You know, it isn't about doing data mesh though. You, you know, there are, but you're also not inventing this strategy whole cloth yourself. There are hundreds to thousands probably of organizations already on the data mesh journey. And data mesh is, is not some magic phrase. It is merely a framing for doing data better at scale in a decentralized federated way. Think of the first hidden data demon for my upcoming mini book. This is about getting to data driven, not being data dragged. This is about better equipping the people you thought were good enough to hire for their expertise. And you're making them even better. You're giving them that capability. The data isn't making the decision. They're not just there to babysit the data. They're there to be better honed by the data. And then think of the second hidden data demon. Data isn't only about strategic decisions. Data mesh can get us into a place where we can make better day-to-day execution decisions too. Think about talking to that. That's going to get people excited. And we don't get to skip leg day. You know, I originally typed leg data. And maybe that's what we call the foundations. You have to build a strong foundation. When you're thinking about, you know, exercising and building up your body, you don't get to skip leg day. You got to think about that same thing when it comes to data, especially when you think about like generative AI and all that stuff. So with that, let's go ahead and head to the extended summary for Mandeep's episode. Extended summary for episode 282, Not Sweating the Small Stuff in Data Mesh, an interview with Mandeep Kar. So in this episode, I interviewed Mandeep, who's an enterprise information architect at Nordea Asset Management. To be clear, though, she was only representing her own views on the episode. Nordea has been on their data mesh journey for a while, and Mandeep has been trying to figure out best practices for the hundreds or thousands of micro decisions in a journey. So how do we get comfortable with making so many calls? Mandeep started by discussing one of the key challenges in talking about data mesh. There are so many areas to cover that we often discuss things abstractly. Those abstractions are based on a significant amount of research and discussions and related work that create a mental model for that person. But when we actually communicate those abstractions, it's hard to communicate the mental model as well. Scott Note, I personally struggle with this a whole lot, right? The listeners just aren't as deep into it so much, and and a lot of it goes over their or our heads. So when we need to get more specific, we need to get more specific with anecdotes and examples. We also can't forget the value of one-on-one conversations to drive to deeper understanding when that makes sense. That might not always be the most scalable, but it is the best way to prevent misunderstandings. Basically, communication around data mesh is hard. Go talk to people. You know, Scott note, again, data mesh understanding exists for this reason. You know, I have this mental model of all the work that I've done from these hundreds to almost a thousand conversations now. When looking at how to get specific internally with data mesh communication, Mandeep is always on the lookout for her ambassadors or champions. 
within a domain, they have strong domain knowledge to connect what you are trying to achieve with Data Mesh to what the domain is specifically focused on. And they can obviously communicate well in the language of the domain. Connecting the changes Data Mesh brings to real-world problems helps people understand the what and the why. There's a risk of analysis paralysis in any Data Mesh implementation, according to Mandeep. I would say the same thing. There are hundreds of these micro-decisions, but if you focus on the core aspects of what you're trying to do, that should guide you to the ones that matter the most. A bit of kind of don't sweat the small stuff. Always come back to the value proposition because you can change things as you learn more. That's not to say be sloppy or careless. There are important aspects like using the right architecture, having strong ownership or accountability, product thinking, etc. But data mesh is as much about learning to get it right as it is getting it right. And always return to your trade-offs. What aren't you willing to trade off and why? Once you answer that question, more and more solutions become tenable and you can weigh the, the pros and cons of these, right? Nothing is perfect. Christoph Spohr said that in his episode too. Trade-offs. It's all about trade-offs. It's not about finding the right decision. It's about what trade-off, or it's not about finding the answer. It's not about finding the solution. It's what are the trade-offs and what trade-offs am I willing to live with? Mandeep started to dig into the crucial first question to a data mesh implementation. What is the value you hope to get out of it? What are you trying to do with this implementation? And there are different answers for each organization heading down the data mesh route. Those answers will start to inform where you should focus and when in your data mesh journey. That will help you set your plan because, quote, a target without a plan is just a dream. And when you form your data mesh plan, Think about what you have to adapt to your organization and why. This is not a copy-paste approach. That's just not something you can have with Data Mesh. You almost certainly will have competency gaps in your organization, so how do you plan to fill those gaps and make progress while filling them? Or do you have to fill those gaps before even starting the journey because they are journey blockers? Really consider the journey, not only the target outcome, Relatedly, set some milestones for your journey to help you measure your progress and celebrate the progress you've made. They might not be the, the best success metrics once you're further along in your journey. But that's okay. You can adjust. That's product thinking. Mandeep wanted to stress three quick points. She said, quote, don't overthink it. Bring out value as soon as possible. Evolution before completion. So again, one. Don't overthink it. Two, bring out value as soon as possible. And three, evolution before completion. Scott Note, very strongly agree with that. Many business users still see technology as a threat rather than an enabler in Mandeep's view and, and experience. They aren't even thinking about data yet. They're still on just tech and how tech is a threat. So there is a lot of work in communication to get them to see data as a major innovation enabler, something to drive their part of the business to new heights. Another interesting aspect Mandeep talked about was that self-serve might actually be seen as threatening to data consumers. Previously, those data consumers controlled, to some degree, their own ability to get access to data, but now that's on the producing team and consumers only get what producers are willing to share. 
the consumers created the business value previously by doing the analysis and transformation, and now that is pushed onto the data producers. Will consumers feel their power and importance is diminished? If the value of data work is attributed to the producers, will these data-fluent consumers still lean into leveraging data as much as they did previously if they're not getting the credit for it? It's an interesting question. We indeed return to product thinking and review that a product is only a product if it's providing value. Schmacka said the same thing. You start from the value you are trying to deliver and work backwards. Build your KPIs around actually delivering value instead of simply creating data products with the hope they create value. When thinking about data as a product, Mandeep encourages everyone to have conversations about it in their organization and what you know data as a product will actually mean and look like in their specific organization. Because it's easy to assume everyone is on the same page when they really, really aren't. And that confusion will bite you in the end with more friction than cleaning it up early. Mandeep believes that in a transformation journey, it's almost always starts as somewhat disjointed. There's a disruptive phase before the planning phase. Part of going on a journey is preparing for that journey. Once people are aligned, that is when you can really start all of that, that heading forward together. You need pioneers or leaders, those front runners, to show people it's safe. But it will still take some time before that alignment to really get even into your planning phase, right? There's just kind of a uh, people feeling uncomfortable phase, right? Don't get concerned when that happens, even if it feels like everyone should align on the first presentation. Hopefully it sounds like some awesome episodes for you coming up this week. As a reminder, feel free to get in touch if I might be useful in your data mesh journey, helping quite a few organizations and introducing people to each other, plus doing some roundtables. Check out datameshunderstanding.com for more information. I hope you have a great rest of your day and week. Now on to that fun, funky little outro music.